Welcome to the Milestone Church Podcast. Even in times when it's hard to trust anyone or anything, we can always remember that Jesus is trustworthy. In Promises, we will learn about what Jesus promised us and how we can continually count on Him to keep His promises. Enjoy this week's message. Well, I have to tell you, I'm so thankful for the opportunity to get to be able to speak to you. I know it's a different format as last week we stopped having all live gatherings and ministry events. I'm so thankful that through technology, I get a chance to talk to you and to share with you some of the things that I believe God wants to say to you because I know we're being inundated with so much information. I am thankful to be able to share with you. I'm gonna ask you, you know, you might right now, you think, man, there's, is there something I can do And in some ways, we're a little bit limited in our ability to do things that are active. One thing you might do is just share with someone that you're watching this message and you never know if it might impact their lives. I'm welcoming all of you in our Keller area, those of you that attend our Keller campus, welcoming those at our McKinney campus, our new Hazlitt campus. I received prayer requests from people all over, from a lady in Germany that God did something significant in her life. And so I want to welcome you to this series that we'll be in over the next few weeks entitled Promises. We're going to talk about the promises of God. Before we go there, though, I want to talk about something that I know that you're interested in, and that is What are we doing together? Because one of our phrases here at Milestone is that we are an everyone church and we believe that it's not about one talented person that is able to accomplish things or even a few talented people, but that all of us make a difference. And because of your faithfulness, we are able to be a blessing in a time where there's a lot of different challenges. And I'll continue to update you as we continue to respond to needs. You can follow me at my social channels while I'll just be updating you and, and, and continuing the communication stream. But one of the areas is that I'm thinking about you spiritually. And so Monday, we'll be starting a devotional for you there Monday morning that you can maybe start using with your family and begin to connect with God yourself. I had the opportunity this week to pray with several medical professionals. Uh, Last weekend, I received so many prayer requests, and I I had the opportunity to do some videos and some sessions where I talked about that, and over 60% of those were people that were in the medical profession, and I want you to know if you're on the front lines of that, that we're praying for you and we're thinking about you, and, and so we're, we're doing that. I had the opportunity to pray with those medical professionals. I received a testimony from Brenda Blaze, her husband Kyle, who's at Harris Methodist in Fort Worth. He had to, to, to serve his uh, shift in the hot zone where he was there testing patients, and she talked about how powerful it was to know that her church and her church family were praying for her husband. And I met with city leaders this week um, and talked with them. And so now we are, and partnering with other churches as well, we are helping with the elderly and adopting elderly citizens and helping them uh, with food. And, And we're staying in contact with our Keller City so that we are able to serve in that way. And so thank you to all of you that are volunteering to adopt a senior and to maybe take them groceries. And so we want to make sure that we are taking care of our older generation and praying for them as well. 
but also those of you with children and, and, and ways we're continuing to reach out as we're helping at our, our local facilities that are serving children and resourcing them and helping with food. And, uh, and we also have our children's team that have put out the curriculum that maybe you're using at noon every day. We have that that you can go through with your children to be able to help them. So we're trying to resource you. I also wanna highlight for your teenagers that uh, we have a significant group of young people that gather every Wednesday night. I always tell them that they are not just a subgroup of the church. They are the church. They're part of the church. And so they're meeting together via live stream on Wednesday night. So encourage your teenager. And I'm so thankful to our next gen team that are reaching out to them. And we're praying for business leaders. I've had several conversations with those that are business leaders. We're praying for them because many, many of them are, are praying about some of the challenges and wanting to take care of employees. We're praying for those that are concerned about their jobs. And I'm most excited about the fact that I was on a phone call with several Christian leaders throughout the body of Christ, uh, people from all different persuasions and styles and uh, people that were from all different backgrounds, people of different ethnicities, and it's so powerful when the church comes together. African-American, Hispanic, white pastors, people that are of different styles. It's amazing because the Bible says that when we come together in unity, God commands a blessing. And so we will be praying together in our live services online. We'll be praying together and you can join in with that. We'll have the opportunity to pray a prayer that we'll all pray and I believe millions of Christians, not only in our nation, but around the globe, will be united together in this initiative, Unite 714, where we will begin to pray together. And I believe that those prayers God will hear, he'll see that unity. You say, why 714? Second Chronicles 714 says, if my people will humble themselves and pray, then I hear from heaven and I'll come and heal their land. And so we're gonna join together with our area pastors and the body of Christ to see God do a miracle and push back the effects of this virus and believe God to restore several things and within our economy and to take care of his people. And so I'm gonna encourage you right now though as we talk about promises, uh, just to engage right now. I know a lot of times we've got a few things going and several things happening. Uh, over the next few moments, I wanna talk to you about something that I believe is important. This message came out of just praying and thinking and thinking about how to respond and even some questions people asked of me and how are you responding and how are you dealing with your own fear? And I began to think about something that really it, it, the understanding I have of Jesus and understanding of the Bible has influenced how I am thinking about these moments, and I believe that, that God really spoke to me to share it with you, and so we're gonna talk about promises for the next few weeks, but we wanna zone in here. I know we've been vegging out on all kinds of streaming videos. I know at my house, you know, you wanna kinda close that Disney Plus app right now. Um, I, I, my kid's been watching everything, you know, Frozen 1, 2. Uh, I, I like the Minions. You know, I, I like them. I don't know why. I just, I just like them. Banana, you know. 
I, I just like the minions. And my, my kids this week, while they're watching and rerunning all these, they said that I look like Gru. But I mean, come on, man. I mean, it's like, you, 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 that, 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 I, that was offensive. I mean, it was hurtful at some level. But um, I know there's all kinds of technology around us. Let's focus in for a few moments. I'm going to ask you if you have your Bibles to turn with me to the book of Luke. The book of Luke, chapter 22, we're going to look at verses 19 through 20. The reason we're talking about promises is, is, is as we're in uncertain times and in situations, and by the way, this will pass. This situation will pass. We'll move into a day where we'll look back on these moments, but the question is, what is God wanting to do, and then what can we learn in these moments that will continue to grow our relationship with him and how we relate to God and, and what will become part of the fabric of our lives for all the things that we'll face in the future. And, and so we're, we're looking for information we can count on. That, that's what we're looking for. Now we got all kinds of information coming our way and we're trying to decide, okay, can I trust this statistic? Can I trust this media presentation? Can I trust what's said on the internet? And so everyone is kind of finding their information and becoming an expert on what's going on. And, and so we're looking for trusted information. There's a new term now in our culture, I think one that is at least becoming you know, a popularized through this thing called social distancing. I don't know that I used the term before this that much or even ever. Um, and I heard one guy uh, posted online and said, one of the guys in our church, he said, I know what social distancing is. I didn't know what they meant by asking us to do it. That's what all the girls did to me in high school. They socially distanced themselves from me. I thought that was a little bit humorous, but we're, we're, we're socially distancing ourselves from one another because we believe that the expert opinion of those that we're relying on have given us this information, so we're acting on that information. Well, I'm gonna tell you, when I pray for you and think about you, I'm thinking about in your soul and in your spiritual life, what information is guiding the way you're approaching your life? And I believe if you know and understand some of the promises available, my, my question to you maybe is, do you know the promises, not only of the Bible, but let's talk about specifically the promises of Jesus, now, I know all of this stuff going on has made us lose sight maybe a little bit, but this is an, it's an important time for followers of Jesus to share their message about Jesus, to celebrate Jesus, to worship Jesus. Many people meet Jesus for the first time in this time uh, in our calendar year as we're approaching a few weeks away from Easter. And in that calendar time, there's some significant things that we begin to remind ourselves of, and we take ourselves back to those moments here when we look at Luke chapter 22, we're in those moments where Jesus is facing the last days of his life, leading up to this big thing that we celebrate, the fact that he dies on the cross and He's alive today. He's an alive Jesus that we can have a relationship with. But, but in those moments leading up, he left us with some promises. My, my question is, do you know what those promises are? 
Do, do, you, do you know them? And more importantly, do you access them? And are you making them applicable in your life? Because if you know those promises, you know how to anchor yourself to them. And more importantly, when you connect with and relate to this person, Jesus, who's available to you and wants to have a relationship with you, 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 you begin to be able to have something, here it is, that you can count on. Something that you can trust. Right now, we, we don't know what we can trust. We, 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 we don't know what we can trust related to the economy, to health, to a lot of things, but we can anchor ourselves to the promises of Jesus the next few weeks. We're gonna talk about a few of those this week. I wanna talk about one that is so central, that is so massive. When you get it, it changes how you view God. It changes how you relate to God, and I promise it's gonna take me a minute to explain it, but as we end the message, I'm gonna get very practical about how this affects your everyday life. But let's look at a promise from Jesus. I'm talking about a massive, massive key promise from him. He's in the moment the disciples and Jesus are celebrating Passover at this time period. That's a, a Jewish celebration that is a reminder of how God delivered them from captivity out of Egypt. And there was this moment where there was the promise of God that if a home had the blood of a lamb that was sacrificed over it, that the angel of death that came through, it would preserve that home. And so in that time period, he used that to deliver his people from bondage and slavery and to take them toward the promise that he had, this promised land. And so that became a celebration, but it's even more significant here because in the moment of Passover, there's a lot of types and shadows with what happened then that's now going to happen through Jesus. And so Jesus now sitting, having what is called the Last Supper with his disciples, what we now celebrate as communion. If you've been to a church and there's communion celebrated, it's going back to this moment. It says, and he took bread, this is Jesus with his disciples. He gave thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to them saying, this is my body given for you. See, see how personalized it is. He's speaking to the disciples, but he's also speaking to me and you. That my body now is going to be sacrificially given and I'm giving a gift to you, it's for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Where I grew up as a kid, when we took communion, there was an altar, there was a, a wood table where we served communion of, of it. And I never forget, as a kid, I'd sit there on the second, third row and I'd read the words, in remembrance of me. Jesus said that every time we understand this fellowship we have with God on the basis of his sacrifice, we remember him. And that's what we're doing here is we're remembering his promise that he's made to us. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant that's important. It's replacing the old covenant, the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. It's poured out for you. So here's some questions we need to ask. Why do we need a new covenant? Well, what was the old one? And why does his blood have to be poured out? And what does he mean when he says 
This is for you. The first thing you need to understand is, if you're gonna really understand what Jesus is saying here, is you have to understand there is an old covenant. There was an old covenant, and the word covenant, just to make it real simple for you, the, a good way to understand it, it's, it's an agreement, but it's a deeper agreement than just like a handshake. It's, it's a promise. So you might think of a covenant as this heavenly, heavenly-backed promise. And so there's this promise, and so there was an old covenant with God's people. You say, what is that old covenant? Well, the old covenant was the agreement he had specifically with his people, and to deal with the problem of sin and to deal with the challenge of that, there would be a priest who would go in on the Day of Atonement and sacrifice a perfect spotless lamb and would do that once a year, and because of that sacrificial lamb that was sacrificed, then God's wrath and, and, and all the separation was appeased for a moment. In that moment, the sins were temporarily forgiven. You say, so what's, pro what's the problem with that old covenant? Well, first of all, it's temporary. Second of all, it requires a priest to go in and perform it for every other person. The big deal is, too, is not just that it had to be performed by someone else and it was temporary. It, it, it gave this moment of peace between man and God, but it didn't offer the power to live all of the other components of the agreement and the other things that, that were needed to be done to continue to live in fellowship and in peace with God. And so there was a lack there of this ongoing power to live with this supernatural, perfect, awesome, mighty God. You say, so what happened in this old covenant's weaknesses? Why is it so powerful what Jesus is saying? Because Hebrews 8, 6 says, but in fact, the ministry Jesus has received is as superior to theirs as the covenant of which he is a mediator. So he's saying, now he's establishing a new promise is superior to the old one. Since the new covenant that he's establishing, it's based on and it is built on better promises. Say, just say that right there in your heart. Just think about it. Better promises. A new covenant. So why is this such a big deal? Jesus now becomes that sacrificial, firstborn, spotless lamb that is sacrificed at that time temporarily only for a moment without that power at that moment to really be sustainable Jesus becomes that perfect sacrifice Jesus now is the one who has sacrificed not only just for a certain group of people now but for all people for all of us for you for me and and here's the deal when you understand how powerful that is the sacrificial life of Jesus, the death of Jesus on the cross. You, you may have been in services where you hear people singing about the blood. We, we talked about it in his blood, in his name. You may hear about the blood of Jesus being poured out. You may have, may have even taken communion before and not really knowing what it really means. When you understand what Jesus has provided, it changes everything about how you relate to God. And so when I began to think about this moment, I thought, you know, there's a lot that I don't understand. 
The fact is, even as a, as a pastor and as a leader and with our team, we're looking you know, to make decisions. We're looking for what information can we trust? Well, when I get in moments where I'm searching for the right information, the first thing I do is go back to that which I do know. And I want to tell you something that I know that is something that we all need to be reminded of and that I've grown in is at 12 years old, because of the new covenant that's been available in Jesus, I accepted that Jesus and he lives on the inside of me and I don't walk around wondering whether or not he's with me. Oh, I have fear just like you. I have anxiety, I have problems, I have circumstances and I've been through difficult times and I'm in this time with you, but I have a covenant with my God through the sacrificial death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. I got these questions this week. I submitted to people. I said, look, ask me your questions. How can I pray for you? I couldn't get to all of them. One person said, how do we know what Jesus is saying in these moments? I pray, but I don't know how to get a response. Did you know what? After many, many years of pastoring, and I want you to know, there's been times where even myself, I have to be reminded, okay, wait a minute, I have access to God through the person of Jesus because it can feel like heaven is silent. But I will tell you, as a pastor, it's a common response because most people are still relating to God through this old covenant that's based on your actions, that's based on someone else doing something for you, and they don't know the new promise. How do I talk to God? How do I know that he's hearing my prayers? Many people saying finances are tight, I've lost my job, things are only getting worse, how do I help my family, how do I trust that God's going to protect me, he's going to provide for me? There's stress in my marriage and with my kids during this time, what do I do? How do we have forgiveness for one another? How do we have a little extra grace required when all of your kids, my two college kids came back home, I sent some out and they came back. A house full of people, how do you have extra forgiveness, extra grace? You only can do it if the promise-keeping Jesus is living in and through you and you're reminded of the sacrifice that was made for you, then he in you can give you the extra grace because you've received it for yourself. I want us to look at these two covenants and I want us to see how it practically plays into our lives. I want to contrast these two covenants. The old covenant says, I hope God will receive my sacrifice and forgive me. I, I hope he will. It's, it's based on, I, I hope he's hearing my prayer. I hope he's okay with me. I, I hope he'll talk to me. I hope he'll meet with me. I hope he'll protect me. I hope he'll provide for me. So what happens here? You wonder if God's hearing you. Because you don't know if you're worthy enough for him to listen. You, you don't know where you stand with God. You, you wonder because you have guilt and shame based on your activities and performances and mess ups, and there may be some of you what you're facing, you're thinking, man, God's punishing me for what I've done here. You wonder, is, is God against me or is he for me? Is he with me or is he alienating me? You're anxious about the future because when you depend on yourself for your future, it always makes you afraid because we all know that we don't have the ability to solve and fix everything that we're going to face in the future. You know, one thing God's doing with us in this moment is he's showing us 
Life is more fragile and we have a whole lot less control than we think. And so if you live under the old covenant, all those feelings are magnified in your soul. There's good news, there's good news. There's something we can count on, right? We're looking for what can we count on? I don't know if I can trust the internet, I don't know if I can trust this professional. Who has the answers, you know? We're always looking for what we can trust. You know, it's like, I know every time you step on the scale, you know, you step on the scale and go, it's lying. We can't even trust the scale, you know? It's like, I don't know, it's lying. I, I don't know if that expert is really saying the right thing. We're, we're looking for what we can trust. L- let, me, let me tell you, I, I'm not a medical professional. I can't tell you everything about the economy, but I'm gonna tell you, based on this word right here, I'm gonna give you some things that you can trust. You can trust this promise. Here's the new covenant. I know God has forgiven me because of the perfect sacrifice of Jesus. I know God has forgiven me. I know when you accept Jesus and you enter into that covenant relationship based on surrendering yourself and saying yes to him and you say, look, Jesus, I want you to come into my life based on your sacrifice, based on what you did that I couldn't do. I'm now gonna trust you. You're the one leading. I'm just gonna follow you. When you do that, here's what happens. You know God loves you. You know he loves you. Now, I understand for a lot of people, it's hard to relate to God that way because you may have even had parental figures or bosses or authority figures. You're like, I don't know if I can depend on anyone. And so you begin to be basically suspicious of everyone. But I tell you, Jesus says, I love you. No matter what, I love you. When you receive him, he keeps giving you that confident voice that says, even when you've messed up, I still love you. You know God is with you. You know, I've had some anxious moments throughout this, just kind of thinking about it, and it's kind of been busy, and I'm responsible for people. But there's something in my soul where I come back, and I know this. You know God is with you. I I know God is with me. You know, you can be saved, And you can know where you're going even to heaven. But if you don't have a a reminder in your soul of the fact that I have a covenant with God, I have a covenant with him. He, He will never leave me nor forsake me. I know he's with me. You know God hears you. I know that's hard to believe. It's like, man, there's a lot going on in the world. I mean, how's God gonna prioritize me? You know he hears you because he promised you, I now have a new covenant based on better promises. And it's not based on you, it's based on what I did for you. You know he hears you. You know he's with you. He's with you. Even when there's challenging things, even when you're not even wanting to be with him, he's with you. I'm with you. I'm not gonna leave you. No matter what you go through, I'm gonna be there in every single situation, and your future is secure. Jesus said, in this world, you're gonna have some challenges, but the promise is, I will be with you in the challenges. Your future is secure, not on the basis of your ability to figure out your future, your future is secure on the basis of the one who knows the future better than you know your present. That's my Jesus. You know, I told you last week about even some challenging times in my own life. I I look back, even the first year, I told you last week, I had a challenging situation where 
my wife and I we were newly married, and the church that I was pastoring at, we found ourselves in a in an uncertain place due to some different things that went on. We ended up having to resign and leave from that church, not based on any moral issues or anything related to that. It was just there wasn't a fit. And I ended up with my in-laws. And I, I look back on that. You say, why do you keep bringing that up? Well, in those moments, there was a lot I didn't know. But on November the 18th, 1995, I stood in a church with a pastor and some people. And I said some vows to Brandy at that time, Brandy Anderson. And she said some vows to me. And we, we put rings on one another's finger that are a sign and a symbol of covenant. We made a covenant with each other. Our first year of marriage in the circumstantial realm, in the financial realm, and even getting to know each other, there were challenges. But I'm gonna tell you, when you're facing all those things, here's one thing we'd always tell each other. We got each other. We were together with each other. And we made a covenant. Did you know I'm not comparing only the covenant between a person to the covenant I'm talking about that you can have with God through the person of Jesus Christ? But I, I tell you, Paul does sometimes. He, he says there's comparison there to this mystery of this covenantal agreement that is made. But I will tell you this, we faced a lot of other things. Uncertainties, challenges, walking with people, planting Milestone Church, the uncertainties. 08 and 09, we were in the middle of a building thing and walked through uncertainties, just like we're, we're in now. We, we had challenges, walked through uncertainties with losing a baby late term. We walked through uncertainties with my dad's health, who passed away on October the 29th. We, we walked through things, and you say, why, why, do, why do you say that, Jeff? Well, I, I had a covenant that I could rely on, and it wasn't just the covenant with my wife, it's the covenant that I have with my God. When you know you have a covenant with God, you don't always know the way He's gonna lead you out of it. You don't even understand sometimes the steps He asks you to take. And you may be in that uncertain place, but I tell you this, I wanna ask you this question. Are you walking through it alone? You, you may be a single person, you say, well, I don't have anybody like you. Pastor Jeff, a, marri a marriage or something, look, that, that, you, you can have a covenant with God. And, and if you're married, thank God for that, but the two of you, a covenant with God, a covenant that you know is based on a promise-keeping God. I saw this week after we've had all this rain, I saw a huge rainbow over our city. Did you know if you know the story of Noah, and you know when God came and said, look, I, I put this rainbow as a symbol of the fact that I'm a promise-keeping God that I'll never flood the earth. Just reminded me, he's a promise-keeping God. He's a God who can be counted on. And when you don't know what to count on, when you don't know what's going to happen, you have to anchor yourself to the fact that I can count on God. I, I wanna give you just a moment here to where some of you You've been facing life alone. You haven't come to a place where you've surrendered yourself and you're like, I didn't know that. I, I thought like we do all these things and we keep all of our ends of the agreement and then if we're doing it right, then we can have a temporary moment with God. And 
You may have even come to church and you're like, okay, I kind of come, or you sp- sporadically come and you kind of say, okay, God, forgive me. And you're, you're just like that priest who goes in just for a moment. Are we all good? And you're just trying to make it all right in a moment, trying to keep all the agreement. Did I do more? Did I kind of weigh out enough of the good over the bad? Look, look, I want to tell you, if you do that, you consistently wonder if you're right. You consistently wonder, are we good? But when you base your relationship with God on a covenant that you have with him through the person of Jesus Christ who did what you can't do, who completed what you couldn't complete, who hung on a bloody cross and said, you know what, once and for all, I am that spotless lamb. It is finished. It's over. It's done. Now there's peace between you and the God who created you. When you receive that Jesus, you forever have an anchor in your soul no matter what life brings. You're afraid about provision? Guess what? He's a provider. You're concerned about the uncertainty coming? Guess what? He's a faithful God who's faithful unto all generations. You have anxieties and fears? He's a God of peace who comes in a real way, not in some religious way that you look for some external peace. He brings peace in your soul. Jesus said that as a promise. I give it to you. I give it to you. It comes through a relationship with him. And I wanna take just this moment for some of you where you don't have a real relationship with Jesus. You're not in a right place with him. You're like, look, it's not right between us. And I'm always hesitant as to whether or not he really cares about me. He really hears me. He's really for me. You can settle that today with the promise that Jesus made. I've made a new covenant that's for you based on my sacrifice. Right where you are, Lord, I ask you, to to go into those places and do more than my words can do. And I ask you to go there. I ask you to speak. I ask you, Holy Spirit, no one's ever going to fully commit themselves to you, Jesus, unless you first draw them. And I sense there are people that you've been drawing and this is their moment. Not for a religious experience, not to do more religious duty, but just to surrender their heart. And say, here I am. Jesus, I receive this new promise, this new covenant relationship. I receive it today. I receive your sacrifice. I I receive the death that you paid. And I believe you're alive today. And I want you to come to live on the inside of me. If you prayed that prayer, I'm asking you, maybe right there in the chat room, there's pastors available, there's people ready. You can connect with us right there. They're they're giving you instruction, and we want to follow up. I want to send you a resource that I wrote called Closer, so that if you'll give us your information, you'll email us, connect with us, fill out that card, following Jesus, and I'll help you start to read some stories of Jesus so that you can start learning how to follow him. So I want to send that to you. If you'll just let us know, we want to follow up with you. But I also want to talk to some of you, say, Jeff, I I know of this covenant, but I promise you, as I've been speaking, you've been looking for something stable over all the things going on, and you needed to be reminded of the new covenant. Maybe if you have the resources there, maybe you and your family, after I finish preaching, you might just take communion together. 
You're like, I don't know if I have any grape juice, Pastor. I don't know. You Use some knee-high grape or make some grape Kool-Aid or take a little bit of bread. I mean, God understands. But, but take a little maybe just the communion elements and read what Jesus said and, and anchor yourself to that's when we take that communion, we're reminded of that new covenant. Maybe you might start taking that communion during these uncertain times to remind you of what you can count on, to anchor yourself to this God who made a promise to us. I'm not gonna leave you in this. So Lord, I pray right now We thank you, Lord, that this is a covenant, meaning a promise. It's a better promise based on better principles, based on literally it is backed by your character, God. And I thank you right now. We don't know everything we will face, but one thing we do know is we know that we can count on you and your character. We have a covenant with you. We are your people. You are our God. You will walk with us. You will be with us. You will provide for us, and you will protect us. Lord, I thank you for bringing this not as just information, but it being an impartation into the hearts and the lives of your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us for this online service. I want to encourage you. There's giving options available for you. I want to encourage you to give online. You're so generous. Thank you to all of you. Um, I know many of you already give online. I would encourage some of you, maybe this is a time to start giving online and uh, that'll help us to continue to reach people. Let us know if you have a prayer request. We have a team of people ready to pray for you. Let us know if you have a need where we can serve you. Thank you to all of you that are volunteering and are helping. And so all of that information is there at our website. And we wanna know, I'll be updating you at my social channel. So I encourage you to follow me. And we will gather back here together to talk next week again about the promises of Jesus and the covenant we have with our God. I want you to know, I love you. I'm thankful for you. And we're praying for you. God bless. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If there's anything we can do to help you in your walk with Jesus, please don't hesitate to reach out through our website at milestonechurch.com. And if you found this podcast helpful, leave a review on the podcast app or your favorite podcast platform. We hope you have a great week.